nothing your favorite podcast about literally nothing yeah with your hosts chris and chris yeah couple cool couple cool dudes yeah man Cu- couple cool cats hanging Cu- out on couple thursday cool dudes hey i have an important announcement to make chris to our listeners one and oh, all yes please share the uh not for nothing pod is now available again on spotify Hooray! so they made us a deal where mm-hmm. they would pay us mm-hmm. no no million dollars to have our show. <laughs> There's a lot of zeros in that million dollars, Chris. <laughs> the same day Joe Rogan... Two, no, it was the day after Joe Rogan got his deal with Spotify. It was, had more millions. Yeah, not a coincidence. No, it was not a coincidence. Well, they had to save somewhere. And they found, yeah, they Joe sa- Rogan had to uh, one-up us once again, you know? He well, just, uh, I'm just glad we're back. I mean, it was a long, arduous process to... Uh, mm. To fight the good fight to get back on Spotify, but there Seriously. we are. There yeah. we are. We're back. We can a lot do- of uh, a lot of envelopes with cash being slipped around. I mean, it required and a not lot. in our direction either. No, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It actually just required us to uh, to get a song that wasn't someone else's. I think was the real oh. was the real uh, sticking point. Now that we own a song, courtesy of uh, DJ Billy on, we now uh, can legally be on Spotify, even though they took all of our old Seeger episodes, too. So whatever. We'll see. See how long it lasts. But happy to be back, Spotify. Seems like it's going to be the future, the Spotify oh, thing. Seriously. We're living in a Spotify world. Yep. We're the, we're, we really yep. are. We can. Yep. We I can. mean, it does put us this much closer to being a part of the Ringer network now, though, too. It's so. true. It's uh. true. We're finally, we're finally in with the, the, the uh, <laughs> podcast elite. Uh, the, the, um, it's funny. I, I, so I talked to a musician recently and, uh, do you want to, do you, do you know, it, you get $4,000 for every million listens. Wow. That is not much money. Like that is think of what a million listens used to get you in like the eighties. A million listens meant a million people for the most part bought your shit. Like, yeah. Now you get four grand. And I mean, if you're, you know, like if you're Taylor Swift, she gets like, you know, billions of listens. So sure. So it works out, but if you're just a guy, if you're like semi-sonic, you know, and you're right, you're right closing time, I bet you're not going to see a lot of that closing time money. Oh, closing time. Um, I, I want to know what that breaks down to as like to the, like, what is that, like a millionth of a percent of a penny? I don't know. We'll have to figure yeah. it out because we'll be making those ah, thousands hard, soon. Yeah. We're going to be making those thousands. <laughs> I'm excited to make the thousands. We're gonna, we're gonna have to do a lot more Mike Davey uh, interviews in order to get into those thousands. Yeah, was that a popular one? Now? It was very popular, very Ooh, popular. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a secret. It's an incredible story. If you haven't listened, go go back and listen to last week's episode. It's pretty nuts. This guy, Mike Davey, he's a real, uh, a it's real, crazy, real New Yorker. Started yeah. a, started a pissing match with uh, one of our other Nick's Lament guys, uh, R.J. Weaver, who thinks that Mike's trying to one up him as a New Yorker. Oh, I know. Cool. Yeah, I know. Love the New New York Rumble. It's a yeah. It's a real New York Rumble. It's almost like the uh, Warriors. Donnie Brook is the Warriors. <laughs> if you were going to be in the movie The Warriors, if you were a Warriors gang, yeah, what would be your shtick? Like, what would you, what would you and your crew dress as? Because you know, if you if for listeners who haven't watched The Warriors or seen the movie, there's yeah. like the Baseball Furies. They're like clowns who dress up like baseball players. There's the orphans who 
dress up, I guess, like orphans? They kind of just look like Dexty's Midnight Runners. <laughs> so they're like the club kids or something, is it? Like, I don't know. There, there, there's also, um, well, I mean, the, the, the motif of the warriors, the, tr- the, t- the, the guys that are trying to bop their way to Coney Island is like Native American? Yeah, ripoff. But like leather daddies too? I don't know. It's it's Yeah. Maybe leather daddy <laughs> Native leather daddy. So what would yours be, Chris? What would you do? What would you do? Oh man, that would be a good question. Um uh, like house husbands? House but how would you dress? Like in new balance shoes and like <laughs> jeans with creases in them in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a polo yeah. shirt tucked into khakis, like hipsters with like uh like with like wool caps and like big beards. Oh, uh, wool caps that are pulled back, the just edge of their skull. Like yeah, the, their foreheads, yeah, and like the hairline. Lo- yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yep. Yeah, that would be a good look. That that, that would, would be a good look. I yeah. would like that. A couple a uh, couple of plaid uh, plaid shirts. You yeah, know? and maybe like a long necklace with a with a um like a a precious gem, like a gem in it. You know, like. Like a tooth shark or something. Oh, shark tooth, dude! That'd be <laughs> awesome. Ooh, that's another good. That'd be another good warriors. If you're like bros who wear like puka shell yeah, like chokers. Yeah. Oh, the bros would be. Oh, that would be such a. Bros would be good. I was yeah. I was thinking to it like you'd be like the new jacks and you dress all the same in like shorts and like sh- button down shirts with ties like boys to men used to wear like long baggy <laughs> denim shorts, big white sneakers. A button-down shirt and a tie and a basket, a baseball hat. Like you, would, mm-hmm. you'd just be the New Jacks. New Jacks. All right, I like that one. I like that one. Or what? What about like the? What about like the Mellows? And it's like it's like. <laughs> I can't. It's like the the baggy cargo shorts, like Carmelo Anthony wore, like in those pictures that he wears. <laughs> <laughs> or you could. Why not? You could be the Jordans, the dress like yeah. Jordans, and wear yeah. big swooshy pants where you're. The cloth touches the ground. It's all jeans or uh, the jeans with rips. Or yeah, or like the eight ball jackets. Ooh, eight ball jackets. That would be dope. I love eight yeah. ball jackets. The leather, like the faux, or is it faux leather? No, I don't even know. It's leather. It's, it's buttercream leather, man. It's mm, real yeah. soft. It's mm. real soft. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, since we're speaking of style right now, I'm just going to jump over the baseball story to open sure. the show this week. Uh, I know we're a little behind on this, and probably there's been 17 celebrities who have died since Little Richard passed, but uh. But a moment of silence for uh, Little Richard. Sure. Which a moment of silence is actually just, woo! Because uh, <laughs> there is no silence with Little Richard. Yeah, that dude talks a lot. He does. Chris, I feel like you, you think that there was, there's was there been some disrespect to Little Richard? I, yeah, I know. This is a little old news now at this point and everything. But That's I just, all right, I, but go, go on. Get on your high horse. There's never when he When he died, and then there was all these headlines, and it was like the New York Times and all these other you know periodicals or magazines or publications and newspapers, all these things. They all had these, like, these stupid headlines for his passing, and it was like... It was, it was completely just disrespectful. You know, it was like sort of... The titles were sort of like self-proclaimed you know, uh, architect of rock and roll or the, the, the flamboyant wild man of rock and roll. Yeah. It's like, it just, AKA it's so the off. gay man of rock and roll. <laughs> but it's just like, so like give the man a little bit of respect here. And just actually, why, why is it always so hard to like give, uh, guys like this or, or people like this who sort of helped usher in or invented a genre of, of music or what our culture, pop culture, whatever it is, like just give him the, 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 the due that he deserves. Like he was the, inv- he was the inventor. He was the innovator. He was the originator. And he was, he was, you know, as I think is one 
I don't remember which one it was, but it actually had a, a decent headline for them. And he was the architect of rock and roll. Well, Everyone else stole from him or was heavily influenced by for, him. First of all. And they owe, they all owe everything basically to him. 100%. He did proclaim himself the architect of rock and roll. Although I like the way you say architect, which is architect, which is architect. The, the cutest thing I've ever heard. The architect of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. Uh, so... He, I, there was like a Grammy. I saw this clip of him at, with Buster Poindexter, like doing like a, a you know, do, on opening the envelope at the Grammys for like best new artist. And he's like, he says, and the next, the winner is me. <laughs> Cause y'all never give me shit. <laughs> and I'm the architect of rock and roll. Like it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. But like, he did, like he did. He, for a while, I think, I think he's in some interviews I, I saw, like he's sort of, um, play down his his significance or you try to be nice i think about it but after all these years and be down he just came out finally and was like man you all like or like have no idea like i he he is rock and roll there is no doubt there's i i think and even you, all the musicians make, and stuff who actually make pay tribute the, to him now after his passing are like i was influenced by if i wouldn't be if there was no little richard well there's no stuff. beatles if there's no little richard like yeah. that, that's that if that doesn't make you the architect of rock and roll cuz i mean they they admittedly were like long tall sally that was one of the first songs that they ever like did in any of the clubs like that that's little richard i mean th- let's give credit where credit's due little little, little, little richard stole a little of his style from mascarita uh okay. who, who was a he was a, a bronx born uh r&b singer who did the big pompadour thing and it was pretty flamboyant but not not even as close to the level of little richard and i think that little richard deserves to be appreciated and maybe he borrowed that style but then let's not forget that uh jimmy hendrix borrowed his style of course, yeah. So, and it's it just... Everybody did. But, uh, but, the, but, like the but style stuff. is not talent. And what Little Richard had it in droves is talent. Uh, and the fact that he, like, just vocal control. You listen to some of these early recordings. And I'm not talking about Good Golly, Miss Molly. I'm talking about, like, even his gospel recordings. He's got so much vocal control. These are all one-take recordings with a live band. They're, they sound fucking amazing. There's incredible ad-libbing going on. Like, he just... He's a... He's a he was a powerhouse of a singer. And I think that what happened is, is he sort of became a caricature of himself. Like yeah. I think later in nineties. Um, and that, that, that part sucked, but they, it's undeniable, undeniable. Also the original lyrics to Tutti Frutti, which are basically about butt sex are amazing. <laughs> And I love him for it. Yeah. And then, you know, but then like Perry Como is supposed to like, everyone gives Perry Como the credit for that song. And it's like, it's just so, it's complete bullshit and garbage. You know, it's like, he even admitted to himself, uh, uh, Little Richard even admitted, like he even started making his songs harder for other people to sing because they kept stealing his songs and giving them to the white people. Well, those, which is incredible that he was that like sort of, sort of smart. And he knew that no one else could actually sing the way he could sing or even compete or close to him that he even started making it impossible for other people to sing or steal his songs. Based on what I heard from his stories about how much he liked orgies and like was into guys and girls, uh, the fact that he made it out without catching HIV is a fucking minor miracle. Like he really put himself out there in the, the peak of the AIDS crisis. And wow. I mean, oh, Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Make it yeah, greasy makes, I mean, it, guy... makes it easy. Mm. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> anyway i just like there's just some things like that that i just like i mean i mean man if you think about his whole career that dude was like a freaking hit of ecstasy he's a, he was a human hit of ecstasy and i he was yeah. intense or maybe but it, like you kind of want to be on it and you kind of don't maybe more of a popper like you know like 
Maybe. He's a human popper. <laughs> Lil goes a long way. Ecstasy, ecstasy lays with cocaine. I mean, I'm not trying to listen to fucking a bunch of Little Richard songs. Let's be like, the, a, no, little, a little like, goes I, a long I, I, way. A little I goes a long way. Him and his and yeah. his artistry and his legacy and the whole thing. But I was never like a huge. I never you listened imagine to going songs to a Little like, Richard oh. concert. You would be like, God, fucking another jangly. Woo! Yeah, you you get a little annoyed pretty quickly. <laughs> Um, I at least uh, I think Rolling Stone here. I'll, I'll end it with this. Rolling Stone at least had uh, you know some respect to that uh, magazine publication is that they had it best. It said Little Richard, founding father of rock, who broke musical barriers. There like you that's go. a great headline. That's, that's great. what that's giving some guy his due and not trying to like paint him as all these other things that like that's not necessary to his to sort of his career. Well, the New York Times can fuck have- themselves. I I don't care. So yeah, good. Let's just. Uh, let I I I think we just are giving credit where credits due, although we're doing it a little late, uh, because you know we had we got we got in our own way. Everything's coming along. Uh, all right. So now that we've respected, given Little Richard the respect he do, d- yep. the do the respect he deserves. Jesus fucking Christ! Get your oh, mouth man. together. Doing drinking this morning? Uh, drink a lot of coffee this morning. I'm like, mm, real too much, too much. You went too far, Chris. I might have. I might. I might have. I'm, I've got. I've got a double whammy going on here. I got a little seltzer next to my coffee. Ooh. And if you're lucky, if you listen hard, you can hear the effervescence. You, know, you can hear the train in the background. Oh, no, I can't hear it. Train no. passing no. through Pittsburgh. You ever, uh, you ever combine your coffee with 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 a seltzer? Gross. Yeah, I don't know. No, you get a little. Uh, Bubbly. A little bubbly? A little what, are you talking bubbly? About? what are you talking about? Coffee flavored <laughs> seltzer? I'm trying to have I don't a, know. I'm not trying to have a white, I'm, I'm, I'm white clam too. coffee. Yeah. Coffee white flavored clam. <laughs> Crazy. Oh. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> well, that's odd that you say that because apparently Lana Del Rey's uh uh you know, whatever you want to say down there it tastes like Pepsi, apparently. So You mean Lizzie Grant? I don't know. Yeah. She, yeah. Look up Lizzie Grant sometime. You want to find out who Lana Del Rey really is. Oh, okay. She was a little fucking daddy's girl pop star from the fucking Adirondacks of New York whose dad knew fucking Clive Davis, and they put out a record, and it didn't do shit. And she's like, I don't want to be famous, but my name's dumb. And they're like, here, get lip implants, change your name to Lana Del Rey, we'll write all your songs for you, and we'll reinvent you. And they did, and everyone fucking lapped it up. Good for her. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But I if it pussy know. tastes like Pepsi, I'm Fair. more of a Coke guy. Yeah, me too. Right? I don't like Pepsi. Though. I don't want anything. I don't know. It's which nasty. Uh, Pepsi's nasty. Yeah. I would rather have an RC Cola or, mm. vi- or vagina for that matter. Yeah. Diet right even. Diet right. <laughs> diet right. Or the Max, <laughs> the Max Saneville special uh, diet caffeine-free Coke. No. Caffeine-free regular Coke, which is just <laughs> sugar. It's a crazy drink to have, <laughs> just drinking sugar. All right, move life. on. All right, so I don't know disrespect, uh, but let's get. Oh wait, actually, we should do baseball stories since we since. Uh, I guess baseball's gonna happen. Not gonna happen. I mean, it seems like uh, it's gonna happen here at some point, probably at the beginning of July or July Fourth, because well, they're they, trying to make it like you know, because it's America's game. Right. Time that whatever. means Toronto doesn't get to play. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. Do they still have a team? Yeah, the Blue Jays. I was kidding. Okay, so what's your baseball story? Let's hear it. Okay, so... What's got you uh, going about this? What the fuck's got you going about this? 
Major League Baseball is like produced a a booklet of safety protocols going forward to right. make sure ensure that they can have the season and right. have it safely at some point in time. Right. Blah 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 blah. And this is what includes in those safety protocols. Okay. okay. There is no finger licking. Finger licking. Yeah, you can't lick your fingers. Even if you're with players, dollars. cannot lick their fingers. Okay. Uh, players cannot spit. There's no spitting oh. involving chew or sunflower seeds. Okay. <laughs> There's the no fuck? high fives or fist bumps. Are they wearing masks? I mean, would you, uh, uh, would you want to spit in a in mask the dugout, anyway? They have to wear the masks. And the fielders are encouraged to keep their distance and re and quote unquote retreat several steps away from the base runners when the ball is not in play. Okay, this is fucking ridiculous <laughs> so on so many stupid. levels. Why don't they just test these people? And if they don't have it, they can play. They're going to do that too. So why do they have to do all this masks and bullshit? If you don't have it, you don't fucking have it. So you're fucking just. It's so it's so over the top. Just it's test so, them. They're even supposed to social distance and space each other out in the clubhouse. It's gonna be so dumb. This is a no fucking showering. baseball. So dumb. Also, who cares about any of these super safety protocols? The fucking owners are just trying to use COVID to fucking get rid of the salary cap or to implement a salary cap. The players are never going to fucking agree to a 50-50 split. The players can take a fucking year off. So, like, it's all going to boil down to money, which is all that fucking matters anyway. Because baseball's fucking stupid. No one cares. I'm not watching baseball if it comes back. I'll I'll watch it one time to laugh at the fucking assholes sitting in the fucking dugout six feet from each other, spitting into their masks. (laughs) (laughs) Spitting into the inside of their masks. Like, fuck this. It's fucking dumb. God, fuck you, you baseball. Them, the players to actually shower and like clean themselves off. To, you yeah, know, they're to supposed dis- to ride home in their in their stank jeans. Like it makes no sense. Like yeah, why, it makes no sense. Why like, can't you they shower? Soap and water to shower. Yeah, why, it, dude? First of all, it's gonna fucking. Ha- they'll be doing it anyway. They're, if you do, you think the fucking players right now are social distancing while they practice? Like also baseball no, video sucks. Of Tom Brady and all his receivers and stuff somewhere in Tampa, like you know, pl- practicing and standing next to each other and breathing on each other. Yeah, dude, it's it's. Here's the deal. It's like the, I, Charles. If Bart- we're loosening all these restrictions across the country in every state, why have all of a sudden now we got to go have all these like, massive amounts of, of 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 safety protocols? Well, I think the, because because the owners want. The, I think the players are saying they they're worried about their safety and whether or not they sure. are. Or they're they just saying be. that they're they're trying to put together. I mean, this is baseball for you, right? Like, of course, it's going to be stupid. And like, they're you can see the room full of people that's like, well, if they're if they're if they can't touch each other then they shouldn't be able to spit well what can't then well they shouldn't be able to spit tobacco well they all sometimes chew seeds oh no seeds either like you can hear the room full of fucking talking heads like just writing a laundry list and the thing just gets longer and longer and longer and longer and they're like no high fives no high fives no tagging you can't tag anymore like are they gonna wear like yeah they're it's it's just become just, just fucking don't do it. Just don't game. fucking do it. Here and here's the thing. Like I don't know if you listened to Zach Lowe's fucking podcast with Charles Barkley on it. I didn't. Okay. Well, it's a it's a treat. Charles Barkley's always a good interview. Sure. But but Zach Lowe asked him like, "Hey, what do you think about the basketball season coming back?" And Barkley's like, "Listen, I'm a player first. Before I'm an before I'm a a TV guy, I'm a player first. And what I'm concerned about is player safety." Hmm. And Zach Lowe is like, "Oh, I totally agree with you." But then Zach Lowe tries to sp- spin all these like, well, what if we do this? And what if we do this? And what if the, 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 the reporters can't go in the locker rooms? And what if like, you know, and, and it becomes very apparent that Zach Lowe actually doesn't agree. And all Zach Lowe wants is to be able to report on basketball. He'll, he's literally 
trying to convince Charles Barkley because well, it, it serves him. Yeah, it serves him. So Barkley's like, I just really am worried about player safety. And Zach Lowe is like, me too, but. And that's sort of how this whole thing is. It's like, yeah, I am, but. Like, they're just, they're, like, just either. I mean, that's everybody. I think that's everybody in this entire world because I see people walking around like, not wearing masks, not social, not keeping six feet apart from each other. And I mean, I, I think everybody is is sort of in, interested in their own interests, actually, to say it badly. Um, right? They all it's it's all about your, themselves and yourselves. You, a lot of these people are. Yeah. And oh, I mean, there's to some a, degree, it's rightfully so. Everyone's worried about their job or or their you know how to make an income because that's all that's all what we have to sort of well, do. That, right. So then you get, but you get an example. You hear like fucking Bill Simmons on his podcast. And he's talking about how they could bring it back and why they should bring it back, but they should do it without fans and they should never have fans and pub, people should never public assemble anymore. And what? Who's it gonna ha- like? Who like it's it, it would make everyone so much money and 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 but he doesn't take into consideration like how many people like you and I that require public assembly in order to work, but right. but Bill Simmons that doesn't matter to him. All he wants is the content to report on. He doesn't. Right. He's not thinking about hot dog vendors. He's not thinking yep. about. He's like, how hard could it be? He's not thinking about producers. He's not thinking about TV guys. He's not think he already is thinking about TV guys. But that's it. Like he wants right. the bare minimum of staff and people to get to be exposed because that's his fucking agenda as right. a LA douchebag. And I get it like good for him. Like, yeah, people should social distance, but, it, but, but with the caveat that they do this sport and put everybody in a bubble and put doctors at risk and put families at risk and put referees right. at risk. Right. So he can right. have the fucking content to report on. Cause he's tired of talking about old episodes of fucking billions. Like it's, it's just so <laughs> self fucking serving. And I was just it saying is. like, I th- I'm just happy to hear someone like Charles Barkley say, Above and beyond, I'm a I'm nervous for the players, and I don't think they should have a season and stick to it. Like I, I just find that's a real that I was I was just happy to hear somebody say that. Just be like, we're not Wait. there yet. We're not right. we're not fucking there. We don't we're not. we if yeah. we have to do a pro if we have to do like booklets of safety protocol that where people are not showering in order to be safe, th- just th- then we're not there yet. Like let's just right. fucking pause it all. That's my yeah. high horse. Sorry. That's great, man. No, that was good. That was a good high horse. That was a really high horse. I yeah. liked it. All right. Mean, angry high horse. I, I will say two things, two things on, on from in, in response here. And one of this is actually plays into Zach Lowe, as I think he was probably at without having listened to it. Usually it's in those those guys' jobs is to usually ask those kinds of sort of stupid questions or seems like they're not maybe in favor of these things just to get a response and and Barkley sort of talking in in objection to that. It did ideas, feel it did right? feel like that. Yeah, you're right. And you should listen to it. But then but then it kind of it it starts like that, but then it like has this weird gentle curve where it's like, wait a minute, these are just the things Zach Lowe has thought about in order to try to get Sure. Game, whether or not yeah. he knows it, he's trying. And I think to it's really hard not to sort of put yourself in first in, in perspective of like, how is this going to affect me, or what? You know, I want to be able to report on these games if there's games, and right. And it's not right, and I don't agree with him at all in that in that sense. But it's really hard for I think people to, to objectively talk about this and try to figure these things out. And everyone's always trying to solve the problems here, which is, I think, kind of stupid in the first <laughs> place. There, it's true. It's true. Uh, there's all this like in this time of uncertainty. I'm certain about this, and it's like I don't fucking know. I mean, my yeah. my wife's why, a doctor. Why are we supposed to know? My wife's How a doctor. She comes over every day. She's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, none of us know. We She's don't a know goddamn anything. doctor. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, and the, the one thing I will say, maybe the, the 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 one hopeful thing I've seen about this all this, and since it actually comes from the NFL, surprisingly enough, 
uh, is that they're at least trying to implement or figure out how to implement safety mask material within the helmets and like the fa- uh, the face masks right. apparently. Right. And then maybe even requiring visors for every single helmet if they are going to play. Why not? And that just sort of lend both of those things lends itself so much more than anything else about pr- protecting the players and their safety and whatnot. It's like it, it in a way in, a, in an odd and strange and dumb way that like football is almost uh, better applicable for these kind of safety measures measure measures. Oh, I'm glad we're both fucking. Yeah, we're both. Mo- yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of going forward for any sort of sport, I, football with, with the padding and the protective gear kind of might be the best bet for any kind of sport to continue. Why don't they just put fucking like little oxygen tanks on their back, like scuba gear, and they could just not breathe on each other at all? Just <laughs> like Bane and Batman, fully enclosed faces. Yeah, just like like Daft Punk. They would just look like Daft Punk, and they would just have little <laughs> tubes that go to their backpacks. That'd be great. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. Just have I that. I mean, why doesn't baseball just do like the, they have like some of those teams have like the 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 you know when the guys get hit in the face they have the they have the face mask kind of thing going on there. Why, why can't it? everyone have those? Why don't baseball just not play? Because no, one oh, that's a fuck. actually been right. Just here, they did a strike season. It's fine. <laughs> just go back. Just go to go to the computer simulations. That's where all we're going with baseball anyway. Eventually, well, I it's lo- all com- there's no players. It's all computer computer simulated. I love it. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all yep. for it. And I mean, it's going to save the owners a shitload of money. That's for sure. We're definitely in the AI right now. It's so funny. We're like the, the computers are controlling us to the point where we're like, can we go outside? And they're like, no. And they're like, please. And they're like, no, work from home. You zoom. This is new life. You could go outside, but you have to cover your face. No one could tell. You don't have an ID. You're like, oh, but, but I just want to see my friends. No, get back behind your computer. It's like fucking. AI is just running our lives right now. We're like, but where do I get my information from? They're like, Facebook. We'll tell you. That's you, We'll let you know. Our bots and our trolls will inform you. Exactly. Just get back behind your Zoom. Talk to your friends with a happy hour that's like not happy at all. Sad hour. Maybe it's the like, story about the whole parallel is NASA scientists finding the whole parallel universe is... is is involves like no no sport athletes and all these things maybe Chris everything we keep talking about and wishing for and hoping for maybe it's in the parallel universe. I hope it is. I hope, <laughs> I hope my dick's huge in the parallel universe. I want to go. <laughs> A lot of Del Rey's vagina tastes like Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bada bing. Yeah. Wow. Good one. <laughs> that landed, dude. That landed. Wow. Oh, man. I got a little tear. Got a, got a little tear coming out. <laughs> Chris, since you brought up football, we have a quick conspiracy. Um, uh, so I talked well, to my we do I, best here. I talked to Rowie and Ben, the, the Canadian cousins this week. Uh, they, had, they had some pretty fun. We just had a good chat about football. Uh, Rowie, Rowie had made this crazy fucking. I'll get your opinion on this he thinks that cam newton's gonna make the hall of fame which i think he says he's gonna revive his career he's gonna have an amazing second half of his career like a la warren moon or Vinny testaverde and, okay. uh, all right and make well, the hall Vinny of fame but yeah what do you what do you think he do you think that there's a chance that will happen i um yeah man he's um let's see he's how many seasons has he played 10, Oof. 8, wait, God, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 10. 7, 8, 9, 9 oh, seasons. Oh, man. God, it seems like yesterday he was like taking bribes at Clemson. Yeah. Auburn. yeah. Was it Auburn? Auburn. Auburn. Either way. <laughs> um, he's thrown for almost 30,000 yards. He's kind of a unique dude. 
Man, yeah, you know what? I'm with Rowie. I think okay. I think he's like three Pro Bowl awards. If he caught it, one caught, first team All Pro Bowl. He, if he it's, caught it's a Super really, Bowl even as a backup, I'd say you'd give it to him. Is what? If he caught a, if he won a ring as a backup, I think that might be enough. I think he needs sure. a ring. Yeah, that would be. That's, yeah, yeah, he definitely needs a ring. That's sort of the the caveat. Um, with like his rushing yards, you know, like his kind of uniqueness, I think to him. He probably needs another, like you're right. He probably needs another five seasons. Yeah. Oof. But if he, if he's a starter and he puts up stats and stuff, I mean, there's, there's a couple other guys. I think we've talked about before in the hall of fame that, uh, I don't even think they have Super Bowl wins that, that are in. Yeah. Um, and I think he's, a, he's enough of a, of a unicorn type of player that I, I think he'll kind of eventually get in. He's a little bit of the little Richard type. He, uh, <laughs> yes. he, he was yes. groundbreaking. He's buoyant, wild yeah. man. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Except for he wasn't the originator in the architect, so that kind of hurts him. I love bit architect. There. Uh, so I, uh, I the the other the other conspiracy or or not. This is a conspiracy. This came from from Ben, and I I really want to get your take on this. And I don't know if you've heard this anywhere. He said he made it up, and I I hadn't heard it anywhere else, and I believe him. Okay. But here's right. he, here's what he thinks. He okay. thinks that the draft, the NFL draft, was done ahead of time. That. They knew what each te- the NFL knew what each team was going to take in advance, so that they could cut away to those players seamlessly and have a well, like a a good and and high highly rated and highly like appreciated. This is wait. I, this is our guy. This is our your boy Ben. Like my no, my cousin Ben. My cousin oh, ben. ben. Oh, the cousin Ben. Cousin okay. Ben thinks that the NFL knew who the what teams were going to pick in advance to help make their television broadcast more seamless. Okay, Ben, we're going to take you behind the, behind the curtain of uh, TV production. Here's the thing. They know within uh, less than a minute ahead of when they announce the pick that they know who the player is going to be, right? Like the team calls it in or, and, and this doesn't even have to be now, right? This is even like when they do the big production in like the, in each city and whatnot is that they're, they already know with like within a minute before the, you know, because the the commissioner has to go behind the scenes. He has to they have to they have to print the card out with the player's name on it, or find the the the, the card with the player's name on it. They go over his name with the commissioner usually, so he doesn't screw up the name. So there there takes a bit of time there in between the time so they I make the pick like and they like announce three the pick. minutes maybe. Huh? Do you think that there's a different clock then for the for the teams? Like there's like so you've got 15 minutes to make your pick, but really the teams have 12 minutes. Maybe, or, or, or even, but you know, even if the, the clock runs out, usually it's, it's, I don't even know if the clock ever runs out on these teams. Maybe it does more so, but even when they do, the clock runs out, the, the commissioner's not right at the podium announcing the pick, right? So there's still, that's what I'm saying. There's still at least a 30 seconds to a minute window there. So you're thinking, you're saying that like when like Jordan Love gets picked, it's a surprise. They still have the means to be like, yeah, yeah so, make sure then, so go, like, we got a clear, TV, cl- right? and clear, you a clear know this, picture. And, and, and TV productions are like they've got all these, they've got all these cameras set up, and they just basically go, all right, we got to go Jordan Love, go, you know, take that camera and put that, and it puts it up on the screen. Like now, maybe it's a little harder, a little more tricky because they're they're streaming everything, whatnot. But there's still a dude in a in a TV booth in a production yeah. studio, like doing all this and like changing channels and pushing buttons and like now we're going to this player, now we're going to this. So and all those guys know ahead of time within that minute or so at least that who that pick is going to be they have to ta- they have to talk to their tv partners to let them know so that way that stuff is all is all uh you know bang 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 gotcha well there you go so in a way he was right to like 
he, he in a way it's not like they didn't do this no, whole thing like the, a week in advance okay all right yeah, I, there's no way they could do that there, there, there's there's too many people in the know that let's you know it's part of the conspiracy theories downfalls like if there's too many people in the know like that, that stuff leaks out now they did have a, they had to have a trial run and they made sure to say that like they weren't making everybody's you know picks or teams because teams were worried that like they were going to give away who they wanted to pick and whatnot, and that would screw up the draft and stuff, which I completely believe that teams would not be involved with this ahead of time because it, it would other people would learn and gain information. And it's, they're very secretive uh, within their organizations about letting things like that out most of the time. This is why they... Plus, how far how far down the line do you go? Do you, is it just first round? Is it second, third round? Like, how how far can you do this? In, you know, like, how many rounds are you going to go? You can't do the whole draft. I don't I think. think it would be the whole draft because it would definitely affect trades, but I, I could see a... I could see a world, and this was maybe more his point, where the the commissioner, like the league, knows before, like the league knows who the team's going to take before. But what you're saying is they do anyway. They do, but up to up to like maybe you know five or ten minutes. Right. Or something. So that's maybe. that's kind of what his conspiracy was, but that's just production. So all he did was predict yeah, production. production. Cool. Like you and I know this too, because we do this when we do shows and in in in, in, uh, in like theater venues and stuff like that. There's a lot of behind the scenes that's going on, and there's a technical director. And a, and a director and all these guys are calling out and like, you know, camera positions and, and take this or doing audio, you know, changing things different up at the same time. Um, and so it, it, it's, there's a big behind the scenes production there that you have, to, everyone has to be coordinated and working together to make sure all this is trans transitioned smoothly. And, and, and it's not like, Oh shit, we gotta, you know, now we gotta go to Jordan love all of a sudden, you know, it's like, no, I mean, come on, come on. Ben. Okay. okay. Now I have one. Okay. This is me. And this is a bet, and I want I want you to I want so your, far so far I'm liking Dewey better this week than it's Ben. It's Rowie, not Dewey, but I love Dewey. Dewey. Rowie, Dewey, whatever. Dewey's a great name. We'll call him Dewey. Dewey Jones, <laughs> little Jerry Jones, Rowie. Uh, <laughs> Dewey, whatever. Rowie, Dewey, and Lowie. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's one that I came up with, and I wonder what you think about this. And I I kind of yeah, want to do this for every for every uh, like division. Is that what they're called in the NFL? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Every division. Conference. But, start, but I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with the AFC North. Uh, I give you this one. Would you take? Okay. Would you take the Steelers' total win? Would you rather have the Steelers' total wins, mm-hmm. or would, or I guess I should say, which will be? Will, what will there be more of? Steelers' total wins, or Cincinnati and Cleveland total wins combined? Ooh. Now, do we get the numbers? What do you mean? Do you get the numbers? Do I know what the numbers are like right now with the total win? Numbers? No, like, just over-unders. just that the Cleveland and Cincinnati has to score more or get more wins than Pittsburgh or vice versa. Combine, I think I think I'm taking Cleveland and, and Cincinnati. I I tend and I and I think Pittsburgh is going to be a pretty is, is probably going to be double digits. So that means that Cleveland has to do better than they did last year, which I think they will. I think they will too. How many they won? I think they won six games last year, right? Yeah. So show of a of a of a season. And this year, the AFC North plays the NFC Jaguars, whatever that. Yeah. Okay. So that's a pretty weak division that they play. Uh, Right. I mean, there's a lot riding on the assumption that Cleveland should and will be better because of of a whole number of factors, which I I tend to believe as well. See, I here's where I get hung up on Cleveland, and I kind of get hung up on Cincinnati as well. Is that there's going to be very little off season, and any team that has a new coach Mm -hmm. is going to have a tough time implementing an offense until like probably week four, maybe. Like it's going to be a little. So there's, I think you're going to see slow starts out of the gate from both Cincinnati and Cleveland. 
because Burrow, I think, is going to start as, be the starter to begin with, and he's not going to yep. get a chance to throw to anyone. He's got to learn a fucking playbook. And I think that Cleveland's going to stumble, and it's going to be grumble, grumble, but I think they're going to catch on. I think that that team's just too talented. They've got to, they've got to, with the whole Miles Garrett thing, they've got a chip on their shoulder now. Like, I, I see Cleveland doing better. I'm, I think Cincinnati might be the same, but I think that's probably enough to get more wins in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, okay. So let me ask you this. Do you think Pittsburgh wins at least 10 games? I've been laying on, I've been leaning on like nine and seven, but I think, I think 10, when you look at like how they did with no quarterback, the thing is like the the thing that I, I I mean, we watched Ben Roethlisberger get injured. It wasn't like he was crushing that game. He's, he kind of sucked last year before he got injured. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible here. I'm a little iffy on, I'm a little iffy on, on the Steelers. With uh, but but I think that- all right. So even even better then is that saying like so Cleveland. I mean, if, is it you know is it that crazy to think Cleveland could win eight games? Even eight and eight isn't that great of a season. And but since, it's still two more wins and than Cincinnati last. Cincinnati wins four. Yeah, I mean, what they win one last year. Yeah, that I I think since oh God, I don't know much about Cincinnati, but I feel like they're. I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow is like, I'm not entirely sold on him and Me Cincinnati's neither. doing there, but they do have a lot of young talent and potential there that they might, I mean, is, would it, you know, four games, even if they won for only four That's games. That's what I'm thinking. I think if, they, if Cincinnati wins four. All and Cle- Cle- Cleveland wins somewhere between six and eight. Like that's. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. that's your that's the difference. That's okay. ten. That's ten to uh, ten to twelve games right there. I I like it. I think I'm in agreement with you. I think I would. Can you actually that. bet on this? No, I just invented it. But I want I now like- now for next week. I want you to pick a division and pick two teams that you want Ooh. to put up against one team. All right. Uh, this like is this. a thing I invented. I like this game, Chris. All right, cool. This is great. You're it, good at this. It's fun. Well, there's nothing to gamble You're on. You're the architect, Chris, of this game. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to gamble You're the on. You're boy, wild man. This is what I woo. This is what I do with my brain when I have nothing to gamble on. Like I am just coming up with other. Like I'm coming up with prop bets on my. Own. I like it. You should these. We should definitely be posting these kinds of things or something. I know coming up with a skin. Oh, your delivery's here. The delivery boy's here. Hold on. Let me uh, go put get my nighty on. Okay. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Are you gonna undo one button? <laughs> on my pants. <laughs> Just walk up to the man and say, hello, special delivery for both of us. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Oh, fans, here's what happens. See, when Chris walks out of the room, it's just me, and I don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of, so I get a little bit nervous and uncomfortable, but that's okay. I can hold it down, because like the great radio hosts of yesteryear, be it Casey Kasem, be it Rick D's, I can talk to you, the listener, as though you're friend, a friend in the room with me, sitting next to me, getting your legs stroked, maybe the inner thigh. Maybe I'm looking at you and longingly in the eyes. Maybe I'm petting your head and saying nice, bittersweet nothings. Like, you are a little baby bear. Hi, baby bear. Chris, please tell me you're back. What's oh my the God, deal? what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. I just had to uh, disinfect my hands there a little bit. But oh, oh. God, what did you? Where did you go? Did you get anything good from the mailman? Uh, it looked like it was a uh, new rug pad. Oh, wife bought a new rug for the bedroom. Oh, great! Whole new Those bedroom rug pads redesign. suck. I hate cutting them. They're a fucking pain in the ass because you mm. like you got to measure. You got to go to the messy. edge, but you don't want it to be show. You don't want it to show. They are messy. They get they're a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, nice that you got a new rug. Um, 
also, I will say this, uh, just to update, uh, DraftKings closed yesterday at $30 a share. I know. <laughs> Holy cow. George Soros bought 2.7 million shares. Yeah, yeah. I did not buy that many, No, but I bought them before he did. So <laughs> take that, George Soros. Let me, isn't there, uh, speaking of like DraftKings and betting, because you were talking about that before, yeah. isn't like a horse racing back and stuff? Can't you, aren't you gambling on the race? So the here's the thing. I have been, I, I, oh God, I took, I took, I took a lot of hits. I was not, I, I realized I was just wasn't that as good as I thought I was. I think I just oh. had some beginner's luck. That's weird. Uh, but now that they're, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're reopening Saratoga. I think they're, I think they're opening the, the New York tracks now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, so there's more, if, if, if Santa Anita and the New York tracks reopen, I think I'll do another racing day. The other thing is, is uh, RJ had a baby. Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, and uh, so he was one of my racing Correct, buds. RJ. He was one of my uh -huh. racing buds. So it's been, yep. but I think I'll just replace him with Mike Davey, who's actually a better horse racer gambler anyway so everything everything that rj was in my life now that he's a father will be replaced by mike davy who's perfect he's not, not going to be a father <laughs> i'm sure rj will be happy about that yeah too. yeah not even listen to this he said he was only gonna he said he said he was only gonna listen to to uh to danish podcasts after after this. oh sure yeah. okay no more norwegian podcasts for him <laughs> If he really wanted to hurt us, he wouldn't go Danish. He would go Swedish. But I know he blew he it. He doesn't know he that. Blew then, uh, he blew it. Yeah. Uh, so go, <laughs> So uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I see some other some notes in here. I don't care about strip clubs opening in Wyoming. Masks on, masks <laughs> off. I never want to go to a strip. I mean, I think if there are masks on in a strip club in Wyoming, you're better luck, right? Isn't that like what you prefer? Then you can just make her be pretty in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's definitely going to be some mask fetish things going on. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure there probably already is or something. Yeah. It's like that's yeah, definitely. And everyone's going to dress as Michael Jackson for Halloween this year. Like it's just going to be <laughs> him with a mask on. <laughs> I forgot to remember. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I do. I'm I'm loving all your show notes, and I do want to. So I wanted. I this is one. Uh, the harkens back a couple weeks weeks ago, uh, we after the passing of Don Shula, the Jerry Stiller of uh, football, mm -hmm. uh, we uh, he he uh, <laughs> we talked about we ranked our favorites our favorite uh, athletic athletes state own athlete owned steakhouses. Yes, uh, but you said you went. Did you go into a rabbit hole? Is this true? You went into a athlete restaurant rabbit hole. Can huge you give me a, deep dive. A on huge deep dive. Really. Oh, what did man, you? I spent like a couple of days on this. What did you? <laughs> why why did we start with this? This is this is called research. Why didn't we start with this? What what do you got? <laughs> All right. Um. So we were talking about like sort of the Mount Rushmore of athlete restaurants, and we kind of was like Ditka's, Jordan's, blah 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 blah, Shula's, and. And the, and those all um, Vince Youngs, don't forget that my favorite Vince Youngs, right? That was the, that was a good one, right? So, but like Jer Dickens and Jordans, like opened like around ninety seven, ninety nine, and that seemed to sort of be an explosion of of athlete steakhouse slash restaurants. Yeah, it was like athlete steakhouses and athlete car washes. Those were like the two things <laughs> yeah. you could get into. As yeah, an and those that's kind of when the floodgates opened. I think Jordan, I think probably started first, but then everyone seemed to get in. Like even uh, Greg Norman, the golfer, got in on one with like in South Carolina in ninety seven. Wow. That's like uh, it's was like it his called, grill. Was it called like chokes? <laughs> Shark bait. 
you just walked in and they they immediately presented you with like the Heimlich maneuver. They're like, you're gonna it's, need to learn this they here. Just grab their own throats you're, with a You're going hand. to choke. <laughs> Welcome to Great Norwich. Um, we're only, we only so, serve Great kept, White Shark. As I kept going, Shula's opened in '89. Ooh. So I was like, oh, right, this kind of, he seemed to be like the the impetus here, I think, of, of steakhouses and whatnot. And it looked like, it, and, it, and I started reading an article about it, and it was like, apparently it took him a couple years to sort of decide on one, because he's like very meticulous and, and particular and, and on what he wanted to do and, and what he wanted the, the place to be and whatnot. Shit, so I should have like, tried it. Huh? I should have gone then. I feel like. I it's, think it's still open. Really? Is it in Florida? I think yeah yeah it's in Florida. I think it's still open. I mean technically it's it's um, still available and around. Jordan still has one available. Dick still has one too. They've also changed so like some not all of them are steakhouses anymore and they've kind of changed to other like sort of like American bar grill type places or whatever you want to call them. Um, which is kind of I think kind of a weird thing too as well that they've kind of had to adjust and change their sort of image and and style a little bit over the years. Um but then as I was digging through Shula's and kind of looking at this I I found I found a, a two more. Okay. And I'll sort of help let you decide maybe on, on sort of what's the original here maybe. Well, can, can, uh, I, can I stop you real quick? Sure. So it looks like there's a Shula's are primarily, there's a Shula's restaurant group now. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like they're mostly in Florida, which means you could go to them. There's like, there's one in Disney World of all places. But I think that the real Shula's, the, the Shula's that you and I would like to go to is the Shula's, the Shula's Steak House in Naples. Which yes. is like a okay. real hotbed for retirees. Yeah. And sounds Perfect. like a fun place to go. I, I, they reopened seven days ago. You can go to Shula's in Naples and get that COVID on your ribeye. Perfect. Let's so do it. What Maybe you, we'll, that's how we'll celebrate going back into the world. I'd love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It'd be amazing. I see you at Shula's. All right. All right tell me who the other two greats are. Restaurant right, so tours. Th- this was, the, I think this this was, seems to be the original original. Like you can't go any farther back than this one, but there's a caveat to this. Okay. And it looks like um, this is sort of kind of goes back and kind of like the the myth, the mythos or whatever, how you ever call it, of like the first like original Ray's Pizza in New York or Ray's Pizza. You know, like what was the first? What came oh, first? Oh, sure, sure, sure. But it looks like there was a Dimaggio's. Ah. Like Joe, Joe, Joe DiMaggio. Like in like, open, in, in like San Francisco or something? Yeah, and the wharf in like Fisherman's Terminal. Because that's Fisherman's where he was from. Back, yeah, right, back in 1937. But it looks like it's probably a, a, it was his family restaurant. And like his dad and all like his, what, four or five brothers were all fishermen who used to fish off the docks there or around the wharf. Old Dom and Giuseppe. yeah. yeah. Oh, and it was, actually, I think those might have been the only two brothers that didn't go into the business and they played baseball instead, which is, apparently his father wasn't happy about. Of course not. But um, it opened in 1937, which Holy was the shit. same year DiMaggio made his uh, Yankee debut. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And so it's not like it was his restaurant necessarily, because it was like his family's restaurant. Uh, so that was 19- so I, that's got to be that, the first one, right? Technically, that's the first one, but to me, that disqualifies it a little bit because he's not—he wasn't working off of his own name and opening a restaurant. It was already DiMaggio name, basically. Hmm. And I think they were sort of known around San Francisco a little bit even before he became a professional baseball player. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna—I'm gonna—that's tec- a technicality there where I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna disqualify them because I think this other one, this guy deserves the recognition. And I think he needs to have his name put up on the Mount Rushmore of athlete restaurants. 
I think he's the godfather of the modern day athlete restaurant. I, I can't and he deserves to, to be there because let's face it, he'll never be in the pro football hall of fame. Okay. But this guy put his name on a restaurant back in 1975. Okay. As the third string quarterback for the Washington Redskins. What? Who could this be? Joseph Robert Theismann. Oh God. He a restaurant opened up Theismann's restaurant in 1975. He agreed to put his name, market his name, and license his name to the restaurant. And if, after a few years, before he was even a star quarterback, although he did come out of Notre Dame, so he had he did have some name recognition already a little bit, but he wasn't even the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins. Wow. And then after a few years, the the, the restaurant was floundering, so he bought out his partners, whatever, and took it over and has been running it basically himself. Uh, and it's still Theismann's? Still Theismann's. It's wow. still running. Do the chicken legs broken? <laughs> yes, yes. It's the house special. <laughs> I remember in Pittsburgh, Rod Woodson had a bunch of restaurants, and then they all kind of went belly up when he went to the Ravens, which was not a good business decision. Yeah, make- and yeah. one of them was Filthy McNasty's. That was the name of one of his bars, which is incredible. <laughs> It's like a fucking, it's like an Irish brothel. Like, it's like, it's like, hey, come on down to Filthy McNasty's. Yeah, we, bit of COVID. Yeah, get some, get some Coke flavored pussy down here at Filthy McNasty's. It's all, it's all the great, it's all the best. Uh, Yeah, so that was, uh, that's a, I would put that in the, in the, uh, so Theismann, Theismann, because for nothing else, he's never going to be on any other Mount Rushmore. Well, except for the risk, maybe a Redskins Rushmore, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, but I thought it's Thyssen, man. He, he's been doing this for 40 years. He's got this restaurant. He put his name up there right away before anybody else, before he was even marketable, basically. Yeah. And it's somewhere in like Virginia. It's like in the suburbs of Virginia. It's, uh, you know, I got to give him a little bit of, of, of props here on this. Okay. I, I like it. I, I feel like there's. <laughs> he deserves a little bit of Is he on the Mount from... Rushmore? That's the question. Does he make the Mount Rushmore? Clearly the founding father, I think, is Joe DiMaggio. You got to put Shula's in there. He's sort of the Theodore Roosevelt, yep. right? Probably a little yep. white, of white supremacist, kills big game, you know? <laughs> Couldn't sure. decide whether or not to have endangered orca on the menu or not. Uh, then I, I, I think... Theismann's th- on Lincoln. there, right? He was the first, but he's the best. So then I, then I go back and forth. Is it Jordan or Vince Young? I personally am... I, I just love that Vince Young has, like, done well as a restaurateur but jordan yeah is in grand central it's been it's like almost a new york staple i think that that's almost harder to do you know even though clive mm-hmm. clive has one or clyde has one sorry um yeah but jordan has one in, in new york and chicago or did it's run by a so really it's run by a really scandalous restaurant group unfortunately i i, I know for a fact they but yeah, I don't know how much he's involved in it directly himself. That's not. Let's. I. I want to put Vince Young on there. Can we put yeah, Vince Young on yeah, there? Yeah, Jordan doesn't need it. Okay. Yeah. I know. I. I. This is. I can't believe we've done this deep of a dive. <laughs> this is. This is like a. This like Ringer. Please, you and David Chang and fucking House can like go do a tour of the best of all the athlete restaurants, and you can make a whole <laughs> podcast about it. Spotify will eat it up, and it'll be great. You just. You can take this idea. We're giving it to you. They. They can even call it the reeatables. Oh my God, the reheatables where they just bring it home and then put it back in the microwave. <laughs> um, 
all right. Welcome. So so here's here's one. I kinda wanna close on this one if that's okay with you. Let's um, do it. I'm gonna yeah. jump right past a couple of these. I hope that's okay. I go right to um the ESPN NBA seventy four best players list. Okay. We've got about 10 minutes, and I know you've got a lot of gripes about it. I will say, full disclosure, I don't know anything about this list. I have not looked at it. Uh, so I, I was too busy looking at the at ESPN's 75 best sneaker list and getting pissed off about it. So it's funny that <laughs> where, where each one of us goes to in our, in our ESPN hatred. But let's. Where, what, where's the Jordan 4s on that list? Uh, the those are are those the uh, are those the uh, you'll have to look at it. The Jordan like the marbly kind of Jordan. A, Jordan uh, basically takes over takes over the top ten for the and, most part. Yeah, that makes sense. I I like the Jordans that have the that have the like that that fishnet on the side. Are those the fours? Maybe that, like, like a little bit. They had it. like they had like a they had like a they were black suede, and they had like a gray f- like like kind of netting on the outside. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, not off the top of my head. No. I wonder if we're talking about the same. Sh- I think we, we are. Might I think that those are the fours. The, the, it had like the, they're white with like it had like yeah, the gray yeah, yeah, yeah. stripes, but the it do- like, like marble or yeah, uh, like yeah. some sort of a granite. The fours are sick. My favorite fours. Uh, Common Common's drummer. You know the rapper Common. His mm-hmm. drummer had black suede of those, and all of the eyelets were uh, twenty four karat gold. Oh, they were fucking disgusting. Like I, I was like, I can't believe you're fucking wearing these. <laughs> Uh, here's my biggest gripe on the tw- top 24 list, Chris. Okay. It's 24, that... not 74. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's top 74. Why is it? Bad. Why is it 74? Is it like the 74? Like, cause it's the 74th anniversary of the NBA. Oh, give me. So it's been 74 years, break. right? Oh. That's my biggest gripe of this whole thing. Just wait one freaking year for so 75. You did this dumb. You did this 20. Why don't they do uh, the fucking NBA top 19 for COVID-19? Right. right. <laughs> it's fucking so dumb. Really? So dumb. Uh, you did top 50, right? And that's fine. It's the anniversary, 50th anniversary. They did a top 50 way back in the day, back in the 96 or whatever. Freaking I, I kind of remember that. I think that because I was like, I was like, why is Scotty Pippen on like the Yeah, top, exactly. Right. right? That exactly. was the big controversy. Yep. Okay. It was a big controversial thing. Right now he's, now he's in the top 25 or something. He was like, he barely made the top 50 like 24 years ago. Yeah. The more I watch this fucking Jordan, Jordan doc, the more I fucking hate Scotty Pippen. Like I, I always gave <laughs> I him a pass. But he's a fucking little bitch. And also, like, if you're going to fucking dye your hair black, like, do it the day before you film, not, like, a week before you film so that you can see, like, a little line of gray at your forehead line. Like, it's crazy. Like, just, <laughs> if you're going to dye your hair, do it, do, do it, like, the day, bu- the day of. All right, Scotty. And, like, also, like, how do you even have a sense of vanity at all? You look like somebody smushed on your face, like, a lot. Like, just smushed it. Um... He's a bitch. I'm tired of him. Fuck Scotty. Anyway, let's go. All right. No, uh, I, you know what I wanted them to do? I just like within a year's time or whenever they start the next season, I just want them to release the 75th player. I want to know who the 75th player is on this list. It's, it's her. I don't even care who it is. I just want to know who it is. You know what I mean? Like they should just, they should just make it like the most random (laughs) ass dude, just Armin Gilliam and just fucking make people go crazy. Be like, what? (laughs) Armageddon, Sean Bradley, number seventy-five. Uh, <laughs> why? And please tell me the top three are fucking are Jordan, LeBron, and Kareem, right? Like that. We, we can all agree that those are the best. Okay, they're the is best. Fucking Bill, I, I, Bill Russell's fucking second. face. I agree, but but like we, I don't I don't care enough. Like, and, and the, here's where you're gonna get really angry, though, probably with me. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and I I and as much as I love this guy, he's not fourth, and that's Bill Russell. He's not fourth. 
He's, he's not, not fourth. fourth. He's, he's not fourth. Bill Russell and never... Tim Duncan is eighth, and that's not true either. Jesus Christ. He's ahead of, I think he's ahead of uh, Kobe and Shaq. And that's I don't even not... think he should be ahead of David Robinson. Like I no, personally, uh, yeah, you know what? David Robinson is very underrated. Actually, uh, totally. David Robinson fucking ran shit. He changed the position. He made it more athletic. He made it like he yep. he could dribble. Remember when fucking have you ever seen Hakeem Olajuwon dribble? It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Fucking David Robinson could, was one of the first like seven footers who could put the fucking ball on the floor. I think Robinson also a- uh, averaged like two or three steals a game for his That's career or something like that. That's what I'm saying, dude. He was athletic. He was always in incredible shape. He kept his mm-hmm. fucking mouth shut. Uh, yeah, Tim, Tim Duncan is like... Plus, it, plus, he did play that long because he actually hit the first two years or whatever. He had to go in the Navy. Military so he actually, service, career was exactly. There. He did get hurt badly towards the end, which also hurt his, I think, his whole his career stats and whatnot and playing and stuff. But, but, I, still. Think, but I think even the, you could even go as far as to say that with if he doesn't get hurt, then Tim Duncan doesn't get to pick up the reins from from an already stacked team and go yeah. right into playing a, like yeah. it, so that that he Tim Duncan completely benefited in every regard from David Robinson whether he was there or not. Hundred percent. And I, listen, Duncan to me, I, I love Duncan, and he's probably a top twenty player. I think, um, and I think a lot of this has to do because of the, with rings. They counted a lot of rings on this, which is I think is completely bullshit. I agree. Um, but I, I do think, you know, Duncan is, is up there as a top 20, 25 player or whatnot. And that's not disrespectful. Uh, and because he, he is really good and he was, he was, he just wasn't flashy or showy and all that kind of stuff. That's fine. But top 10 is, is insane. Insane. I, um, my favorite thing about I, this list though, is, is that, uh, Carmelo is nowhere near this list. Of course. But like Barkley's on it, right? Like Barkley's Bar- on it. He's way too low though. He's, I think he's barely top 25. What? Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like Giannis, you, how, is, uh, how are you gonna air this entire series, this this last Bar- dance and, series, and 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 not see that Barkley's in every fucking major game? He made the yep. finals. He yep. fucking was on the dream team. A couple teams. He's he's but he With three teams? No, not three teams. Just two. Sorry. That's that's fucking that. I get, I don't even know who's on this stupid list. And I Barkley and Elgin Baylor, who is probably one of the greatest small forwards ever. He played back in the '60s. Who was way ahead of his time. Uh, are both below Carl Malone, Nowitzki, and Scottie Pippen. I'm now now really want to look at this list, but I feel like that's just giving into the NBA. <laughs> I know it I'd is. Be like, it is. Oh, where's Bob Cousy fit in on this list? Harden, who hasn't done anything, is 32nd. It's, don't tell me fucking Russell Westbrook's on this list. If he's oh on, yeah, but he's only like top, he's like 46 or something like that. It's but not still. But still, it's ridiculous. It's insane. I mean, what? <sighs> Oh God, dude! I've... There's a lot of names on here that I, that, you know, they do this on purpose. Is obviously. Sean Kemp on this list? <laughs> no, no, that's bullshit. No, yeah, that's bullshit. but like you know, like Parrish and like Gasol are on this list. I can't. It's like, I, I just kind of like, Reggie Miller is is um. Don't tell. It's, it's fucking, barely in the top forties or something. Here's here's I got a name for you, and if he's on this list, this list is fucking garbage. And I love the guy, but he should not be on a fucking top. 100 list if fucking pistol fucking pete is on this goddamn list i'm fucking out like the guy had a fucking bullshit career please tell me pistol pete's not on this shit i don't wow i don't think we've ever differed so hard before in our lives fuck pistol pete in a relationship listen i love pistol pete i love him and and don't speak bad about the about the dead and he didn't get to play with the three-point line because he would have fucking been incredible but I think Pistol Pete, as an NBA player who won nothing, was overrated. 
and still is overrated. We all want to love him because he did something incredible and he was like such a great college player and he had Way such, ahead of his time. and he had a mean dad and he wore floppy socks and all that shit. But like he had a bullshit He's NBA. He's kind of career. the Steph Curry of his generation. What? Get the he, fuck out of here. Without without winning championships. Without winning anything. Without, without winning, winning anything. anything. I know he's in the hall. I know he's in the Hall of Fame. I know that. I know he's in the hall. Changed game. He he sort of he he belonged in this era of basketball for sure. He should have had a three point line. He should have. That and he should have had coaches and stuff who actually recognized his talent to let him sort of create and and be himself. And I think a lot of a lot of coaches and teams held him back from being his absolute sort of. uh, I guess you're right. I think he. I think he had some hot. I think he just played on shitty teams and took a lot of shots though. Like I. Okay, so it. You will be happy. No, he's he's only 68. He's number 68. He did average. Okay, good. He's right at the bottom. Okay, I I guess I feel better about that. He (laughs) he uh, his highest career total was 31 points. So if you had a three point line in that year, I'd say they probably would have averaged 40 that year. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could probably go back and watch where all of his shots are and try to figure it out. Uh, because he had a, I mean, his, his, his shooting percentage, career per shooting percentage was 44%. He just didn't fucking bring anything to his teams. His teams never did shit. Right. And I think that's, I think that was sort of, the, I think the problem, uh, probably with him to some degree, but I think with either his teammates and, and how they, they played the basketball game, I don't think people knew how to play with him. Yeah. I don't I think, agree. I don't think he knew, he knew how to play with other people. He's like, he's fucking Russell Westbrook of his generation. Yeah. Yeah. To some degree, in a way, I, and I'm fine disagreeing. I think we agree too much, so I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. No, it's good. I like I'm it. it glad we don't see eye to eye on this. I'm yeah, glad, um, you know the one guy I actually I don't think gets enough respect either, though. Um, besides Cream, and I think it's Wilt Chamberlain. Agreed. Wilt's better than fucking. Wilt's better than Bill Russell. Wilt should be number. Wilt's number four. Talent wise, absolutely. I mean, he's a, he was an, he's one of the best athletes of all time, probably. It's just old Wilt fucking alive, or old fucking Bill's alive. I'll get they fucking dust him off and hobble his old ass out and say, this guy won so many championships. He won them all. He's the greatest of all time. That dude fucking played against pure trash. He played like his, his biggest competition. It's sort of Wilt, but that's the point. It's like Wilt didn't just, he just didn't, you know, play against bad other, you know, but unathletic. Wilt was stacking the deck against himself by laying pipe like five times a night before each game. You think, oh, <laughs> Bill Russell laid pipe? No, he went home and read fucking mystery novels. He's like, I got to get home and read my mysteries. I'm definitely not going to get a haircut tonight. Will Chamberlain was also fucking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's mentor. Like, Wilt helped Kareem become a great he helped player. A lot of players, I think, yeah. Bill yeah. Russell didn't help nobody. But he did yeah, right. And so like but my and my thing is like Will didn't just beat like bad players. He crushed and dominated them. Uh he his, also his scored one hundred points that has never been broken. Right. But like his, for, so he played fifteen seasons and his career averages for those fifteen seasons is thirty points and twenty two rebounds. Unbelievable! How many rings? Like did, he was, how many like he wasn't just he like a great for a couple. Of, he one year he averages fifty points. It wasn't like he just had one or two like obscene seasons. He was consistent almost all the way through from year one to year fifteen. I mean, as so as a kid, when you're first, just I mean, I I came up a Sixers fan, so I was always going to be on on Wilt's on Wilt's level. But I did, he was so in my my little kid mind, he was just like the best. Like he was like Wilt's the best. And that's that. No one ever right. was like, Bill Russell, he's the best. Like, it was just not an <laughs> argument. It was like, Wilt, and then, and then at some point, Kareem passed Wilt, and that was that. And it was like, yeah, right. and, and Kareem unfortunately got Wilt at his later age and stuff when he was still pretty good, but 
you can't do like you can't play at 36 and then try to go against Kareem at 22 or 21 Will, or whatever he was. Will and, like, started his career. Will started his career on the fucking Harlem Globetrotters, dude. Yeah, Bill man. Russell ain't playing on no Globetrotters. So think about that one or two more years in the NBA with Will and his stats. Like I wonder what that would have been too. Agreed. Especially early on. Agreed. All right, dude. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm glad we, I'm glad we, lists, though, I'm Chris, glad right? we landed on an agreement. Let's end the yeah. show on an agreement. What do you think about that? I guess. All right. I had a good time. You have a good time? I had a great time. All right. You guys have a great week. Peace. Peace.